What's going on, golf addicts? It's the U.S. Open 2023 from L.A. Country Club. DB here back in the saddle after vacation. What a wild week to go on vacation. Pat, you did a great job holding it down. Thank you. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed you and Tim Andercus. We got to get you guys together again. And I think next time, it just needs to be an all-out pontificate discussion. But you guys did great. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, I appreciate that. We had a good time. It was nice to kind of mix in the the pontificates and then his normal just nonsense in between some picks. Um, So we had a good time. Yeah. And yeah, we missed you, though, DV. We missed you. Um, We're glad to have you back. Things go wrong a lot of times when you're around. You're not. I know know that, you know, that's just stroking your ego a little bit, but things go wrong. So. Well, I mean, my, I had nothing to do with, you know, live in the PGA Tour situation. <laughs> yes. um, that was crazy. We haven't even had a chance to talk about that or really debrief about it ourselves. I was trying to honor the family time uh, as best I could, and it was it was chaos. But maybe we'll get to more of that later. Obviously, we've got a lot of stuff to cover for the U.S. Open. That's why people are here. We're here to talk betting picks, outrights, top 20s, finish position bets. And we're going to do it. We're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to... We're going to, you know, we're in Hollywood. We're in Tinseltown, where all the stars are, right? And, you know, the biggest award show for the stars is the Academy Award, the Oscars. So we've taken some of the categories from the Oscars, and we've applied it to some golfers as we go down the outright board. And we're going to talk about those categories, help us break down the field, make it a little interesting, make it fun. We've also got a chance, uh, somebody's going to have a chance. We're giving away some cash, 200 bucks cash on this episode. Be sure and watch the DFS episode when it drops on Monday night, because... We're giving away a sweet tailor-made mini driver. That's right. The tailor-made mini driver. I have one myself. I freaking love it. I want to give it to somebody else. I want to give, I want to give a new one to somebody else, brand new. So pay attention to that in the DFS show. Pat, uh, what are we drinking tonight? I've got tequila. I'm coming back in strong. Yeah, I got just, I, you know, I am uh, coming off of a big weekend, DB. Big Big, big weekend. Oh, yeah, you had your major. You remember A lot of things. A lot of things that went on. Uh, We don't need to recap at all, but um, so I just got like just a very light beer right Mm, here. Yes. Okay. Uh, Yes, the DFS show will be live this week. So we will have a live DFS show. Thank you, Spaz, for uh, asking that in the chat. Uh, Wow, what a crazy Canadian Open we had. I don't want to spend a ton of time recapping it, but we are going to go, of course, down the board presented by our friends at Leaderboard. Now they've released this new groups version, this groups feature on the leaderboard app. If you don't see it, you need to update your app in the iOS app store. It is a free app to download, but the groups feature is a lot of fun. And I'm already seeing the tour junkies group is live and growing members. I was chatting on there the other day with some folks. I posted a couple of rounds on there lately. Uh, I'm excited about it, Pat. I, I, I haven't, I haven't reported this to anybody, but my last two rounds of golf were a 78 and an 81. Uh, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Post them up on leaderboard, tracking stats, feeling good going into the summer golf season. Uh, so download the leaderboard app with our link in the description of the video. And uh, yeah, check it out. It's free. It's a great app for tracking your own game and betting with your friends on the golf course. Down the board, RBC Canadian Open, eh? I'll let you start, hmm. Pat. I'll let, what, a, what a finish we had, by the way. It Y'all- was an amazing finish. Uh, unfortunately <sighs> for me, that is too... Playoff losses on the outright card in a row. God, you're hot though, huh? Yeah, I had four, four guys out of. I had six total on my card. Four of them were in the top eight, and actually two of them, I want to talk about down the board a little bit here. DB, one of them had a fantastic round to get into T six. Was Eric Cole? 
The other one, Mark Hubbard, also finished T6. Hubs. Both 14 under. Hubs was on the card. Cole was on the card. Here's the thing about those two, though. They got to We got to give them some props, man. They are having a fantastic season. They really both are. Of them are in, in kind of different ways, but just super consistent week in and week out. You got to keep paying attention to them. DFS lines, betting cards. I mean, they could break through. They really could. And we're still getting them, you know, 110 to 1. I mean, they're not getting shorter, I don't think. I think they're just going to keep getting overlooked. So, yeah, I am uh, I'm a big fan of both of those guys this year for the rest of the season. So, not, I didn't have to go too far down the board there, DB. Yeah, I, I messaged Hubs right after the right after the his finish, and I was like, "Dude, this dub this dub is coming." I I, I feel like the dub is coming. He's yeah. something's clicked. He's gained a little more distance. He's hitting the ball higher. He said, um, "That's out of his mouth." The the dub is coming for Hubs. Yeah. I, I really think it's coming, and uh, he's been close. He's got the right attitude about stuff about golf. Like I just I just think it's gonna happen. I mean, he, what did, didn't he beat Rory today too? He beat Rory. I know he beat Rory today. I think he played with him yesterday. I don't know how they did yesterday, but yeah, um, I mean, incredible finish at the RBC. Absolutely bananas finish at the RBC. We don't have time Unreal. to talk about it. Adam Hadwin got tackled by a security guard. That was amazing. You saw that, right? Oh yeah. Okay. I like how you put it in slow motion too. Slow mo was just. I mean, it was. Insane. He did all the things like he held on to the champagne bottle. Holding on to I the mean, champagne was incredible. It. I did not feel like Hadwin had that much athletic ability to do that. I really did. Let me, um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to bring it. I'm going to bring it in here because it's just, we just got to, we got to watch it. Uh, but I'll, I'll do my down the board while I'm working on that. Yeah. And, and I went way down the board. And I want to talk about a guy who I'm fading at the U.S. Open. And I've been fading him. And I think people should just be fading this guy until further notice. So, I mean, I don't think this is like any sort of, I, I don't think this is any sort of um, crazy, you know, crazy fade. But I just I hope people are paying attention to just how bad Cameron Young continues to play. I I, I just he, he, but but what I what I put what I made notes on he finished fifty seventh this week he lost strokes on approach he lost strokes putting short game has left him completely left him he, he has he he can't chip he can't putt um, but what I what I don't love is I feel like we're still having to pay the same price like his pricing in DFS. His pricing in the outright markets has barely moved from like peak Cam Young 2022. It is literally barely moved. We're still getting him at these shorter, you know, shorter numbers, mid-range numbers, and he's not playing at all like what we what we saw when when we when we paid those numbers a lot last year. Um, it, it's like gas prices. Like, you know, they, they they brought him down super short on us, and they got us used to that, and now we just feel like. Now we just we're not we're not affected when we see it, you know. Like, so I just think Cam Young, we got it. The guy's not himself right now. He's not himself, and he's uh, he's not one I would want on the pre- on the Ryder Cup team right now. I'll tell you that. I know we talked about that in another show. I would take Dustin Johnson over him. I would take a couple of, of live players over him uh, and other PGA Tour players over him right now. And I think he's like seventh or eighth in points, but he's not the same dude right now. Until he shows something else, I am com- staying completely away from Cam Young. I don't disagree. I mean, you know, formerly Chalk Bomb Ben was actually was a fan of, of of Cam Young last week. I was a little surprised too at Cam's um, ownership last week. I think it was a little higher than I would have thought. I mean, it's just I, I'm I'm a, I'm with you. I'm staying away from him. Hey, wait a minute. Wait. What what shirt do you have on? 
Where, where did you get that? Well, you know, I prepared a little early, DB, and I, I purchased it online. No, you well, didn't. Yes, I did. LACC, baby. What the fuck? Yeah. Using TJ funds. No, 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 no. I bought this myself. What are you talking about TJ and you didn't funds? buy it in blue? No, I bought it. It only had gray. They oh. may have had a blue. I don't know. I don't, you know, we're not going to see too many U.S. Opens at LACC. Well, I know. Maybe in the future. And I'm so excited I was like, about I got to have some yeah. merch, DB. I'm excited I may not it. be there, but I needed to have some merch. Okay. So I, so I went cheaper and got the t-shirt. Didn't get the polo. Okay? Thank God. Thank God. All right, I have the Adam Hadwin video. Here we go. This is the fast motion, and then we go slow mo. <laughs> I mean, just gets body. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I wonder if there was an apology from the. Uh, yeah, I, I saw him kind of talking and chatting and laughing after. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, but yeah. what if like Hadwin snaps his wrist right there or something and just yeah. And, and can't play in the U.S. Open. It is never the same. Hmm. Unbelievable. Um, all right, let's get into it. Now, LACC. We talk about LACC. It's a beautiful place. Uh, George Thomas design. Here's the thing. Uh, I knew that we would be pressed for time on all the shows this week. We needed to get to the picks. If you want a full-fledged course breakdown of everything you need to know and nothing that you do not need to know, I've done a 15-minute course breakdown. It is in the podcast feed. Wherever you listen to podcasts, it is also up on YouTube. It is lit- lit- literally 15 minutes, nothing mm-hmm. more. And I tried to boil it all down. I took in hours of LACC research and content, um, and I boiled it all down to what handicappers and DFS players need to know. So check that out if you want more info. But we're not going to do course breakdowns on this show or the DFS show because we'll be pressed for time. But we know what we're looking for here at, here at LACC. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We're going to start at the top, Pat, and our, we're also going to bring in our first Oscar category, okay? And this one is usually not the headliner, but it is the headliner here, and it's best short film, okay? Best short film. By the way, I need everybody to pay attention here because this is where you're going to win some money. Um, best short film, meaning short number in the outright odds market, okay? We could have gone a couple different ways with that one, but this is the way we went for tonight and your um nominees are scotty scheffler john rom bruce cupcake rory McElrory, patrick cantlay victor hovland and xander shoffle those are your nominees for best short film pat if you're the academy who gets the award for best short film in your mind? Well, for me, DB, I, I'm I'm going to have a little bit of a shocker here because I, I think mm. you know the favorites are obviously Scotty and Rom. Uh huh. But I know a guy that I'm going to be a big fan of this week who just won at the Memorial, mm. and that is Victor Hoplin. I absolutely love Victor this week, sixteen to one. So he is my winner of the best short film. Well, folks, it is a unanimous vote and decision by the Academy. The winner is Victor Hovland. Because if yes. I had to pick one in this, in this category, overall best value right now, I see Victor Hovland at 22 to 1 on BetMGM as the best number. He is 16 to 1 on DraftKings, and he is 17 to 1 on FanDuel. I bet that BetMGM number does not last 
It probably it may not last till tomorrow morning. We're recording this on yeah, Sunday. I would get night. on that right this second. Yep. Um, it's a fantastic number. I mean, the way LACC is setting up, um, it, it appears we've already heard from a couple caddies who have been on site today on Sunday. And the one thing that we have heard unanimously from our caddy friends is that, uh, yeah, the rough around the greens is going to be very, very difficult. Quote, some of the most horrendous lies you've ever seen around the greens. And while you might think, well, I think that works in Victor's against Victor because he's not as good a chipper as you may think. He's improving, number one. Mm-hmm. But I think when you have something like that, I think that's just going to make I think it's just going to kind of level set the field a little bit. Like, you know, if the best chipper gets a slightly worse lie or a terrible break or the ball doesn't come off a slope on a bunker and it gets hung up in some of those nasty edges around these bunkers, you know, and Victor's gets a slightly better lie. Like, it's just that variance to me. And if it's going to be hard on everybody, I'm fine with that for, for Vic. Um, but we, we obviously believe, and the reason you're, you're, you're picking him is because you believe he's going to hit so many more greens in regulation than everybody else, and that's going to be the name of the game at a major like the U.S. Open where the winning score is likely between five and seven under, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the way I feel about it. I think you're going to see, I mean, Victor is certainly going to get himself in, into some situations around the green. They're going to be tough, but everybody will. Um, and, you know, like you've said, I mean, he's, he's one of the best ball strikers in this field. He's going to hit a ton of greens in regulation, um, which you just absolutely have to do on this golf course. So I would rather take that risk with Victor. And really, you know, you said it. He's improving. I mean, I think I sent you a text earlier that he was ahead of, in this field, Yeah, strokes gained around the green. This is Cantlay, incredible. Yeah, Cantlay, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, and I believe actually Shane Lowry over the last 24 rounds. Not bad. Not bad for, for Vic, huh? I yeah. mean, it's not. It's not. So... I think um, I like him. I like the odds here. If if you can find the twenty two to one, get it. I still don't mind it even at sixteen to one. So yeah. Well, let's talk about some other names here at the top of the board. Obviously, we want to talk Scotty and Rom. I think a lot of people are going to be making a decision between those guys. Before we do, I want to tell you how you, how you can win two hundred dollars in cold hard cash. Check out our friends at SoBet. Okay, so click the link in the description of the podcast or YouTube channel, YouTube video. Use promo code TJ when you click that link and you can sign up for SoBet. And in fact, if you use code TJ right now, you get six months of SoBet access for just $39 total over that six month period. It's incredible. You're going to, that'll push you into the NFL season. It is the place where the best handicappers on the internet are out there putting out content in every sport, every category you can imagine. The best thing about SoBet is they don't let anybody, just anybody, post on their platform. So they're going to vet the handicappers. The handicappers are expected to put unit values next to every bet and have explanations next to every bet and then recap each bet with whether they won or lost. So there's full transparency on the platform. If you are betting anywhere on anything, SoBet is well worth the money and code TJ gets you uh, that's six months at just $39 as opposed to the $9.95 a month. It's also the home of the exclusive Tour Junkies Round Robin Top 40 Parlay, uh, which we had a good week. We, we had a good week this week, and we're up over nine units on that Round Robin in just a few weeks. So check out SoBet. Check out our friends. Link in the description. Code is TJ. Here's how you win the 200 bucks. Your nomination for the best short film. All you got to do is drop that in the YouTube comment. You get a, you get a point for that. In the YouTube comments, tell us your favorite 
who you would pick out of the best short film category that we just gave off. And you can also leave an Apple podcast review that helps us. It's a big week for podcasters, golf podcasters, the U.S. Open. So if you can leave us a review and a five-star review, hopefully, say something nice about the show, drop in the description who you pick to win the U.S. Open out of the best short film category, and then leave us your Twitter handle or your uh, email address so we can get in touch with you if you win. You can do both of those things, and that'll give you two entries into the contest. We're going to pick one winner that does those things by the end of the week. We're just going to send you 200 bucks on PayPal or Venmo, cash money. So there you go. Uh, and again, best short film category. Your options are Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, Rory, McElroy, Cantlay, Victor Hovland, and Xander Schauffele. Who you taking? Best short film. One guy outright to win the U.S. Open. Put it in the YouTube comments. Put it in your Apple podcast review. Um, Pat, you got Scotty Scheffler at plus 750, who's mm-hmm. doing, you know, record record approaching record setting ball striking damage you know recently right and then you've got rom who on FanDuel right now you can get up to 11 to 1 i mean when i'm looking at scotty yeah. versus rom on sites like DraftKings and mgm when the, he's 8 to 1 or 9 to 1 compared to scheffler at plus 750 i i want to lean scheffler there but at the 11 to 1 number i start to go well maybe maybe i do want maybe i want john rom like if you had to pick one John Rahm, obviously U.S. Open winner back in 2021. Uh, Scheffler's just so good right now, and, and you, you wonder uh, if, if Rahm can, can keep up. But, I mean, are we sleeping on Rahm a little bit? You know, I think, well, I mean, this has got to be some of the best odds we've seen on Rahm yeah. in, you know, in a while. Um, and, and I did see that 11-to-1 number on FanDuel, and that one just looks really good to pass up. And I'm kind of flip-flopping here between majors db because i'm pretty sure i was i think i was more on rom between because we've been talking about these two really all majors for all the majors this year yep more on rom at, at, at the masters i was actually more on scheffler at the pga championship you and i had a little disagreement there i think you you were on rom yeah now i'm flipping back flipping back to rom for this one over scheffler but is it, is it because of, of the 11 to 1 it's because of the 11 to 1 I think if you're just comparing the two, Scotty's probably a little better right now. It's splitting hairs. Is it greedy, though? Are we being greedy? Like, should we just, I mean, if we really think, if they were, this, if they were the same, if it was just like gun to your head, who wins? You're going to, gun to your head, who wins? Are you still taking Raw? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I think. I think I probably am. Can you believe he gained 11.4 strokes ball striking at the Memorial and only finished 16th? Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Lost 5.2 putting. Isn't he just getting off to bad starts and then kind of like slowly? Yeah. I mean, that's good for his fourth worst putting performance of his career. Yeah. Surely he's not going to do that again, right? Like, because if... But I mean, nine point six strokes gained on approach at Memorial. Yeah, I think we see a way better ROM this week than we did at, at the PGA Championship. But Scheffler played in the uh, in the Walker Cup in twenty seventeen, Pat, and ROM didn't at LACC. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't really care. Now, I'll probably there are some that I actually like that I have written that you know written that down but it's like a long shot 
And so if it's a longer shot, I may yeah. look at that, but not in this case. And then, I mean, one last name I think we're talking about in this range is are, are, we, are we just removing all respect from Brooks Kepka, who's nearly won the first, you know, he really did win the PGA and could have won. I mean, could have been the first, had won both majors already. Was like super close to have won both majors coming into the U.S. Open, a tournament that he's won what twice. Not gonna hate you if you want to play Brooks. Now we are all of a sudden, and for good reason, getting way shorter odds. I mean, he was still for the PGA. Wasn't he like eighteen to one? Yeah, he was shorter. Yeah, yeah. So he's much shorter this week, but still, I mean, again, twelve to one on MGM is the best number I see right now. I mean, we could, uh, again, I'm not going to bet everybody in the field, so especially up top. So I've got my favorites. Hovland is certainly one of them. Rom is up there. Uh, I, if, if I'm going a little longer, I'm actually a fan of Jordan Spieth this week at 25 to 1. And I'm just going to probably skip over the rest. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a tough week for the big balls betting card that's already behind um, just because – to, to leave out some of these guys who are going to be shorter than 25 to one is going to be very, very difficult. Obviously I'll be peppering the next couple ranges that we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, to, to me, like Hovland is for sure happening. And I feel like I got to pick one out of Scotty Rahm and Brooks and, and maybe, I mean, maybe for most people, if you're not, if you're not the, the big balls type at, at a U.S. open, which I wouldn't blame you if you're not, but maybe for most people, like you should probably pick, three guys you know in this range and do that you know i mean just because there's there's it's just not likely was fitz was fitz last year like the longest outright winner we've had at the u.s open in a long in in a while because he had rom in 2021 uh at um was that at tory yeah then you had tory. bryson was woodland probably kind of long woodland had to have been long Woodland had to have been at least in that mid-range. But, I mean, then you had Kepka, Kepka, DJ, Spieth. I mean, you know, it's, it's just not likely that we get a winner outside of that 30, 40 to 1 range. Do you think it's a thing that this is in L.A.? What and, like, somebody like Brooks could be distracted by, no. you know, Jenna wants to go to some parties. She's pregnant. I forgot though, so she may not be interested. She may be wanting to just sit. Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I, I mean, don't... Does, does does Brooks want to walk a red carpet while he's out there? You know, I think Brooks. I think if this were a regular event in L.A., yes, but Brooks is still major hunting, man. Yeah, he and, is. and this is obviously one he's got two. He's got two trophies from, but he's now he's trying to put his name up there on all-time majors list and continue climbing and continue doing doing what he's doing. I mean, let, let me ask you this, actually. This is a good question. I didn't even think about this until just now. With the whole live thing, does it, you, you know, I mean, because for every major since live, we've, all, we've talked about, like, the chip on the shoulder for the live guys, right? Mm-hmm. They're playing with this chip on their shoulder to prove this thing about live and to... Oh, to, is the chip gone? Is the chip kind of... Is the, is the chip crumbled a little bit? And that now it's like a couple of, you know, it's like a couple of morsels because they know that eventually, I mean, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, there's so many takes on, and I don't want to get into it, but there's so many takes on what the, what the long-term plan is. But, I mean, obviously it, it feels like it's a win if you're them, if you're those guys. You feel like you're eventually you're going to be in every tournament you want to be in, I, I would think. Um, 
So, I don't know. I mean, Brooks is also obviously wanting to make his case for the Ryder Cup and, and lock that up in terms of points. Um, so, I don't I know like that Brooks, though, like, is always going to have the chip. Like, some of the other ones, maybe not. Like, maybe that you could make an argument that, that the, the chip could go away. But for Brooks, he's always going to have a chip on his shoulder. Just always. Yeah. And he comes to these majors, and he is, like, I mean, he is hunting these damn things. He wants to win so bad. So, um. In some way, I will. I may not have them on a betting card, but I will certainly have them in DFS. I mean, it, it, it's gonna like. There's no way I'm gonna like completely fade all of Brooks this week. I can tell you. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on. And you know, obviously, there's some really good players up here. We're not gonna be able to talk about all of them. We'll, we'll cover a ton of players between all the content we're doing this week between the Nut Hut uh, live chat on Wednesday afternoon, lunchtime live chat, family time with DB happening in the Nut Hut in the Discord on Wednesday afternoon and then the Wednesday night chat as well um, and all the articles and the emails and all that stuff. We'll cover most of the players in the field, especially at this top-end range. Can't get to all of them now. Forgive us, but, you know, let's move on. So in a, as we transition to kind of this mid-range, I want to bring up another award category, Pat. Okay. And, and for this one, I, I say you could pick three to four uh, guys in this, in this. This is a larger category. Um, there, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's like modern. It's like the modern awards where everybody kind of, like half the people in the group get a trophy and get, you know, a pat on the rear end. And tell them, you, we tell them they're special. Yeah. But it could be outright, so we could do some finished positions with this. I don't know. Just doing, do, trying to have a little variety here. Best foreign film is the category here. Best foreign film. And these are the names I want to run through. Mito Pereira, Adam Scott, Siwoo Kim, Justin Rose, Joaquin Neiman, Tommy Ladd, Fleetwood, Corey Connor, Sung J.M., Shane Lowry, Terrell Hatton, and Hideki Matsuyama. Best foreign film at the U.S. Open in L.A. this week. Hollywood, baby. Who you got? What you doing? Okay. Listen, D.B., I got two. Actually, I got four. Okay. And here's what I did. I split it up because I, I have two outrights that I like, and then I have two top 10 bets that I like. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, that's kind of what, what I did. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to go with here. First off, Terrell Hatton is going to win a damn golf tournament at some point. It's I, happening. I agree. It may not happen this week, but the guy's been playing so freaking good right now. Terrell Hatton's 40 to 1. I think that's really good value for Hatton, the way he's been playing. I mean, let's look, let's look at his just like, recent results outside of you know what we just saw this week which was another top 10 um you know t12 at the memorial top 15 at the pga fifth at the byron nelson third at the wells fargo he's just continuing to play lights out so hatton is one i really like here at, at let, 40 to one. let me stop you with hatton so we can talk about him for a minute okay totally agree um he's got i think five or six top tens in major championships the thing with hatton you you want to you want to know about is like I guess for me, if, if, if <laughs> I talked about it on the, on the course breakdown show, but you'll hear a lot about it and you'll see tons about it if you haven't already. The rough around the bunkers is nasty. It's gnarly. It's unpredictable. There will be shots in the air where guys know it, it's going towards the bunker and they're going to be begging for that ball to end up in the bunker and not hung up on the edge. The, the concern is if, if, Hatton, who's a loose cannon, just happens to hit one and it gets this real crappy lie. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's got one, he's got one damn leg up here and, you know, one up here. And 
He's, you know, he's frustrated and it costs him. Is he going to lose his mind? That, that's the only thing. So, yeah. you know, I started to look at his major championship record to see like, okay, on tough golf courses, like how does he handle himself? But he, he's got some top tens in majors. He, he doesn't have any in, at the U.S. Open. Um, actually, has one at the U.S. Open in 2018. Um, and he's got a couple from two from the PGA. Uh, none at the Masters. We've talked about that every year. He can't figure out the Masters. And then at the Open, he's got a fair amount. Uh, he's got one, two. Well, he's got two and then a, a T11. So, I mean, I feel like he can handle some diversity, right? I mean, adversity, not diversity. He can probably handle diversity, too. Yeah. Didn't you say um, if, if um, you know, sometimes I check out DV when you're talking, but I remember this. Imagine I that. do remember this. Didn't you say a couple weeks ago you were talking about Hatton and new courses or courses for the first time? Yeah. yeah. And he tends to do well on that. Like now, I mean, you could translate this with the U.S. Open and say there are some times in the U.S. Open he has not played well. But in general, he does seem to play well playing on courses for the first time. This this past week is an, a, an example at, at the Canadian Open. Mm-hmm. That was the first time they'd played that course. He played well. So, well, I, I, what I was saying is like you know, based on uh, based on limited experience at some big tournaments, big fields this year, he's still come out and done well because he's just playing at a different level right now. His off the tee game is a, is just so good, long and accurate. Uh, the approach play, he's definitely had big, big, big peak weeks with approach play. The putting is still good. I mean, if you just look at his splits from his overall long-term records on all these major strokes gain categories versus his last 10 tournaments, I mean, it's like off the tee, he's nearly doubled his average strokes gained. On approach, he's almost doubled it. Uh, on around the green play, he's improved it. And putting, he's, he's improved it almost by 50%. Um, so it... It just we've talked a lot about guys this year who have leveled up, and it seems like Terrell Hatton has leveled up. So I couldn't agree more on Terrell Hatton being one of the selections. Who's okay. your other one? My next one as an outright is Hideki Matsuyama at 40 to 1. You know, I think Hideki, we look at talk about another really good ball striker. Um, when you look at his US Open history, it actually is just better than I thought. Now we know he's a world class player, but He's got some good finishes. You look at his last five years, made the cut in all of them. Mm-hmm. T16 in 2018. He, he hasn't finished. I mean, tweet, 26 is the worst finish he's had in the last five years. And that was 2021 at Torrey Pot. Last year, he was fourth, which kind of, I didn't, I for, kind of forgot he was up there in fourth last year. So Hideki, 40 to one, is my next one. I love it. I, I have Hideki here. I mean, this is going to be a range I'm going to pepper, but. Uh, I actually think you can get him now. He is 50 to 1 on MGM right now, Pat. Oh, goodness. 50 yeah. to 1. I agree. I love that. I love the Hideki play here. Okay, let me let me talk through my so you already had one, and that was Terrell Hatton. Um for me. Uh, it was it was Hatton. I, I worry about this a little bit, um, especially after the long day that he had today. But I just think Tommy Fleetwood could still do it. I just, yeah, he's 50 to one on DraftKings. He's just playing so damn well. He's just playing so damn well. I mean, you know, last year, Matt Fitzpatrick, right? I mean, coming into Brookline, it was obviously a place that was special to him. And he had a lot of, he had a lot of, uh, he had a lot of experience at Brookline or yeah, at, at Brookline, I guess that he could draw from at US Amateur or whatever. 
But he had, ne- he had not won on the PGA Tour before Brookline. He'd come yeah. close, you know, a- as has Tommy. I mean, Tommy has a runner-up at a major. Um, he's mm-hmm. come, he had come close. But, you know, leading up to that, lead- leading up to that, uh, that win at Brookline, I mean, his form very much resembled Tommy Fleetwood. He had a ton of high finishes. He was in the conversation. He had, he had lost some close calls at the Wells Fargo. Um, he was kind of in there a little bit at the PGA Championship at Southern Hills. Um, you know, he had had some, some looks. He was gaining strokes in almost every category every week. There were, you know, apparently no, no holes in the boat. And then, bang, he won his first event on U.S. soil at a major. Won his first, you know, big event, and it was a major. And I think Tommy Fleetwood could do the same damn thing. And I know it's frustrating because I feel like we've all been betting Tommy so much. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, you know, and it's, and it's been close. I know you lost out to him. To, you know, you lost it today with, with Tommy Ladd, and that sucks. But um, I, I, just, I just don't think it would be that shocking considering how, considering how well he's been playing. So I'm still – maybe I'm a sucker, but I'm still, I'm still there. I'm still riding. I, I think, you know, as I've said before, when guys get in that, in that spot and you're in a, what, what was this, like a four or five hole playoff with Nick Taylor today? You, you yeah. learn a lot about how your body's going to respond when, when that is on. And when, you know, I, I, I know he's still, he's learned, he's learned, I feel like he's learned enough to get it done. He lost to Nick Taylor making a 74 foot putt. You know what I mean? Like, he lost a freaking, uh, what was it, the, Val, uh, the Valspar? Did your, your bet at Taylor Moore when I had him? I had yeah. Tommy Ladd, you had Taylor Moore? He, he, he lost that one, Barrett. Like, he was there. He's, he's there. We know golf is, the margins are this thin. So I just believe that on a, on a difficult golf course, fat, firm and fast conditions, which is what we're going to get at LACC, I still believe Tommy Ladd can get it done at 50-1. to 1. You know, I mean, I, I've always liked Fleetwood. I feel like he is just continuing to play so well. I hate that he didn't get it done today. I mean, it was good for, for Canada and good for, you know, the TV. I mean, it was, it was an amazing golf tournament. Um, feel like it was one that Fleetwood should have won, but he didn't, and that's golf. Yeah, yeah. like I said, I mean, you freaking 75-footer or whatever it was, you lost. Yeah, it, it is what it is, and I felt like he handled it pretty well too. I mean, what he, he just kind of what do you do? Hand. Yeah, <laughs> you're like what the hell? That that, that happens. It happens when you're playing in your member guests. I was I mean, just about to say. I was thing. just about to say that happens every year in the member guests where you've got some team on the ropes. Yeah, and you think this hole is in the bag, and then some schmuck 14 handicap, you know, chips in from a bunker, and you just want to punch yourself in the wiener. Yeah. It's it, it just it happens in all levels of play. So I don't think it makes Fleetwood some sort of loser or anything. I mean, no, he, he's not. It's close. I mean, it's just not that way. So yeah. Um, but switching gears, I do think because we, we're going to give top twenties later. But I got a couple top tens that I like. Okay. In too. this category, one is Justin Rose at plus three twenty. Yeah. I think Justin Rose is. You know, I, I don't know if he's he's going to win outright, but the way he's been playing lately, just played well again this past week. Justin Rose at plus 320, I like. Another one, this is sneaky. Mito Pereira in the top 10 at plus, plus 550. Yep. Yes. Yep. Absolutely love that bet for Mito. I mean, yep. this is a guy that can do this. Agreement he get up there. here in the top 10. Um, and, you know, we've obviously seen him play well in majors before. So, Mito plus 550. I had two written down, both in the top 10. One was Mito at plus 550. I mean, He's coming off a third-place finish at the Live DC event. 
a fifth place finish at Singapore. Um, I mean, he's having a good season. Sixth place in Orlando, sixth place in Tucson, 18th at the PGA. Uh, Mito can definitely get it done. I mean, we know the firepower he's got. I mean, could could have been the PGA champion champion last year. Um, so we know that kind of firepower is there. When you're picking a top 10 like this, it's like, well, do I want to bet Mito to win? Probably not. But do I think he has top 10 upside? 100%. Plus mm-hmm. 550 feels like a good value. And one guy who is in this category, I was like, God, he's playing so well. He's playing so well. And he's checking so many boxes. And he's got all this history and shit. And I don't want to bet him outright because he's going to annoy, the, he's just going to annoy me. I don't like betting this guy. But he's playing so good, I could totally see him being in the conversation, but not closing the door, therefore breaking my heart if I bet him outright. But Adam Scott at a top 10, also at plus 550, to me feels like solid value for as good as Adam Scott's been playing. He's got three top 10s in his last four tournaments, including the Memorial and Wells Fargo. Yeah, I don't mind that either. I was, I was looking at that one as well. I mean, so I, I think if you're thinking between Mito and Scott, and you're kind of deciding between the two to bet on a top ten, Scott Scott's feels like better. A, it's the safer yeah. play. Yep, it's the safer play. Got but, a great um, U.S. Open track record. Got a great PGA Championship track record. Um, I mean, the guys and and the guys playing really well. I mean, he's playing exceptionally well right now. If he if he makes the right decisions off the tee, which again we're not getting into a big time course breakdown, but there is some width out here. As long as he makes the right decisions in a firm and fast golf course and doesn't put himself in the Barranca, which take a shot every time you hear Barranca on the coverage and you'll be drunk and passed out in an hour. But if he doesn't end up in that, Adam Scott could do some real damage here. I just want to see mm-hmm. good decision-making off the tee for him because he can spray that driver a lot. And I think they're going to be hitting a lot of drivers this week. So just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he, needs to get a, he needs to get a mini driver in the back. Okay, that is best foreign film in this range, kind of that, you know, over 25 to 1, up to 75 to 1 range. Let's get into it. Um, who do we like that we haven't already mentioned in this range? Anybody else? Well, in this range, I think there's a couple that I like. Um, one DB is Bryson at 45 to Dude, 1. Dude, we are on the same page tonight. We are on I mean, the look, same page. Me too. The thing is, this, I mean, everything you read, I know we're not supposed to get, we're not going to get into a big course breakdown here, but all you're hearing about is how wide these fairways are this week. I mean, some of the widest they've had in a U.S. Open. Now, I think that's relative. It's relative in a lot of different ways because the rough is going to be pretty thick in, in general, but um, I think, you know, Bryson could absolutely destroy this golf course if he's playing well and he's on. I mean, we saw some of that at the PGA Championship. 45 to 1 Bryson feels pretty good. Yep, good PGA Championship, a 7th and a 10th in the last two live events. I don't really mind as much the off the tee stuff with Bryson. It it was just good to see him I would say good. I mean, I still can't stand the guy. I think he's a total tool, but um it was good to see him hit his irons well and like putting good again at the PGA. So I think for me that that's what kind of I needed to see it's to me it's less about what he does off the tee because I don't I think he can dial it back if he wants to and he's not so he's not doesn't seem like he's so enthralled anymore obviously he's lost all the weight he's not sucking down you know half a dozen protein shakes a day I don't think he's so enthralled and just you know being completely 
uh, loosey-goosey with the driver on every tee shot if he needs to dial it back because it's firm and fast and he knows he can hit his you know, a driving iron or whatever, 300 yards, then I think he'll do that. Um, I, I think he's, he is, I think he's dumb in some ways, but I think he's smart enough to know that he can manage him, himself around LACC with it firm and fast to avoid trouble if, if necessary. Um, so I, I don't know, like, but I agree. I, I love the Bryson play. We're definitely on the same page there. By the way, 48 to one on, on FanDuel is what I'm seeing right now for him. Yeah, I would, I would definitely take that. Um, I got two more. You got another one? Um, you know, it's, well, I do, but it might come up in a different category here. So, well, I I think it's, uh, I think, you know, we talked about him a little bit, but I think Fitzpatrick's kind of live right now. You know, I don't feel, I don't feel like he's like the best value on the board, but 30, I think he's at 34 on FanDuel was the best number I saw. Yeah. 34 to one on FanDuel. So, I mean, maybe compared to some of the other guys we've been looking at, it doesn't feel super valuable and I, I know winning back-to-back u.s opens is tough to do but brooks kepka just did it a couple of years ago um uh, but i mean he's he's obviously playing playing really well again like we were he seemed a little lost there for the at the beginning of the year and then he finally popped at the masters with a 10th place finish won the rbc and then a ninth place just a couple of weeks ago at jack's place gaining strokes across the board in every category i don't know like i i and i think when you think about really good short game you know good ball striking kind of the total package bogey avoidance you know playing firm and fast conditions that would be something that i think would suit adult braces representative matt fitzpatrick quite quite well also he's gonna he's gonna drive the drive the the wag the wag guys in the nut hut crazy because he's definitely got the uh, he's in the top three for wags yeah he's up there for sure and he is um yeah i i feel i'm feeling him a little more for a dfs play but I, i i don't i don't mind it i don't mind it so okay okay um all right let's move on to our next our next category before we do though i got i said the nut hut's hot dude the nut hut is blazing listen marcus crazy marcus marscus has now hit three straight lpga tour winners exclusively in the nut hut and nobody's even talking about it and i felt like i had a responsibility to talk about it for marcus so shout out to marcus who loves the ladies does the you know does the ladies card in the nut hut every single week. If all you've done is tailed him, you're doing fantastic over the last three weeks. An 18 to one winner today hit Rose Zhang at 42 to one two weeks ago and 12 to one the week before that. Three straight weeks, Marcus delivering the LPGA winner. Our boy Joe Idoni of Preferred Lines Podcast, who's exclusively dropping his head-to-head matchups and finish position bets, had another huge week this week. I think he's now up to 27 units positive on that card on the season since January. So if you had a Nut Hut subscription and all you did was freaking tail Joe, you are up 27 units since January. Obviously, Pat's betting card has been pretty hot. I mean, what do you want? Like, even if you tailed me and I'm behind like 10 units on the season, if you tailed me, Marscus, Pat, and Joe, you are rolling in it right now. And the Nut Hut membership is only. $19.99 $19.99 a month or $1.99 a year. The description is in the podcast. Join us on Discord. Join our friends. Join the community. The family that we have there is fantastic. We're having a great time. You get live chats with us every Wednesday, two of them. You get family time. We do a lot of good stuff, fun stuff in there. It's a great community. Come for the betting stuff. Stay for the community. That's what's going to happen. So get in the Nut Hut. Support us. Join us. That's the best thing you can do. 
to support the tour junkies if you like our stuff. If you like our content, if you want to see more of Pat, you got to be in the Nut Hut. You got to be in the Discord. That's yeah. I'm just telling you that's the key. And and we really do thank you and and everybody who's in there every single week. We love it. It's we feel like we've got the best internet friends in the world. You guys are awesome. Uh, some of you more or less awesome than others, but okay. Let's move on to the next category. Best story, which isn't which is an Oscar category. I guess I don't know if that's like plot or I, I don't know. But best story, Pat. Best story is We're, that like a screenplay? I don't know what a screenplay is. But I know the category. I looked it up. The, the category literally said best story. I don't know what the huh. what's a screenplay. I don't know. Put that in the comments if you know. Um, best story. We're only going to pick one here. Best story. If they won the U.S. Open, this is going to be debatable. I think Victor Hovland is kind of a story. I think he's kind of a story, right? Yeah. He's lovable. He's been peaking. He's been close. Um, he's kind of battled the chipping demons. Um, he's just a young stud and everybody loves Victor. That's a story. Yeah. Rory McIlroy would be a story, huh? He's definitely a story. Hasn't won a major since 2014. All the, all the weight of the world on his shoulders for the last 18 months would be a story. I think the LA kid, Max Homa winning would be a huge Mm -hmm. story. Hasn't played well in any major yet sucks in majors we grabbed him at 40 to 1 and thought we were just getting the steal of the century in like january when he was popping off for the u.s open and then he's continued now i think he's like probably 40 or 51 now um tony finau i kind of think would be a story lovable tony played well in a bunch of majors never won one got the family you know all that would be you know they'd all be there i think tommy ladd would be kind of a story a little mm-hmm. bit like you know first victory on U.S. soil, uh, been close, a lot of letdowns, like today. Uh, I think Sahith the Gala would kind of be a story. Like this kid who came from nowhere, showed up at the Waste Management last year, stole everyone's hearts, was a, 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 a star on Netflix. Everybody loved him. My wife freaking loves Sahith the Gala now, doesn't even care about anybody. Just thinks Sahith's great because his family's so sweet. He, everybody loves Sahith. He could do it. And then finally, Ricky Fowler, Pat. Never won a major. Um, everyone's favorite, favorite. And bucking his head lately, playing well, waiting on that one victory to put him through. Oh, yes, to hit the, the Cali kid, too. I uh, went to Pepperdine. Uh, waiting on Fowler to finally break through. Fowler's a Cali kid, too. Fowler to finally break through from the slump that he's been in and get a, get a dub. What would be the biggest story and, uh, and, and a guy you'd be willing to, to maybe bet on, too? Well, I think there's a lot you could debate in here. There's a lot to take in because I think it depends on what the story looks like. Uh, If the story is we want to have all the pro PGA Tour people in and then they're happy and then all the live bots and whatever else on Twitter that just absolutely hate Rory – and, like, we just want to send everything into, like, scorched earth on Twitter. Like, yes. Total chaos. Yes. Then Rory is, is, the, is it. <laughs> That's it. Uh. But I feel like Ricky Fowler is, is, is the winner for this in my category. And if, if I'm looking at the category, looking at Ricky Fowler winning, you know, after all the, his struggles and everything else, 
35 to 1. No, wait. No. 55 to 1. Yeah. 55 to 1. Sorry, I was looking at uh, somebody else. Ricky Fowler, 55 to 1. I'm going with him. I'm going with him for the best story. Um, I see Ricky at 66 to 1 on MGM right now. Um, is that yeah, what you got? You're right. Yeah, now I see that. Yeah, okay. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, I I agree. I, I think Ricky is this. If I'm talking about the story that I would also want to bet, it's it's Ricky at 66. Um, if we're talking about just the the story, it's Rory. It'd be Rory. You know, mm-hmm. um, he would. I could see him now. I could see his nips poking out of his shirt late on Sunday, <laughs> and his shoulder doing like this as he boohoo's after winning the U.S. Open, and all the weight kind of falls off him, and he finally gets another major since 2014. 2014 like we didn't even you and i didn't even know each other in 2014 um it's true so like that would be the big one like even all the live stuff aside that would be the big one like rory finally getting another major if live didn't even exist rory getting another major since 2014 would be the story now if it were at the masters it'd be even bigger but a u.s open sure pretty big so I think that's the biggest story, but Ricky's the one I want to. I would. I would rather bet on at sixty-six yeah. one. Okay. okay, let's move into the next range and let's uh, let's get into it with the lifetime achievement award, Pat. Lifetime achievement, uh, and this is a similar category. You know, some some guys get nominated for more than one movie, Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this one, you're going to pick one here. What would be the biggest lifetime achievement? Would it be Rory? Would it be Ricky Fowler? Would it be Phil Mickelson to get, uh, I believe, his seventh major? Or would it be Matt Kuchar? I thought about Matt Kuchar, you know, the journeyman. Never had a major. Playing okay. Would it be one of those guys? Who would you give the Lifetime Achievement Award to? Who would you, who would you take there? Well, this one was tough, too, because they're, you know, and, and I also think you got, you got to go with somebody you do think can win. Um, and, and as far as a bet, so I'm going to go with Jason Day. I think it's a sneaky oh, I didn't, one. I forgot here. to mention him, Jason Day. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you did, yeah, Jason Day, 35 to one. I'm going with Day here. Lifetime achievement. He's got one major at the PGA Championship. Um, been playing well this year. Got his first victory in a while a few weeks ago before the PGA Championship. We kind of, I feel like we sort of forgot about him a little bit. Um. Just yeah. after that win, and I think this could be a, a you know good good fit for him. So I'm going to go with Jason Day here. I mean, it's got to be Phil. Like Phil needs the U.S. Yeah, I don't think Phil can win. Phil needs the U.S. Open to to yeah. to complete the career Grand Slam, mm-hmm. um, to to get to seven majors. You know, Brooks has got to be looking at him now on the list of majors and going like, uh, "Hey, dude, I'm 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 going to pass you." And Phil's you know probably like, "Oh, hell, hell no." Phil finished runner-up at Augusta, and I know that Augusta is different because the old guys with all that, you know, with all that experience can, can definitely do something different at Augusta. But, I mean, you know, we're just, we're just two short years from him winning the PGA when, at, what, 150 to 1? Um, I don't know. And his record at the U.S. Open has been dreadful. He's just been absolutely terrible uh, in U.S. Opens over his career. But... You did talk about wide fairways, you know, if, if, yeah. uh, if he's not absolutely, you know, nuking the driver all over the, the yard, um, that could be interesting. Now he's not played well since Augusta at, at, in his live events, but he's had, he had a couple good finishes, I guess, 
top third in the field at uh, you know Australia and Singapore. But to me, I mean, the lifetime achievement award it has to be filled because of the because of the 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 Grand Slam thing. And I mean, what's his what's his number? I mean, his I didn't even I didn't even look at where he was. Uh, he Phil, is. He's it's one hundred and sixty to one. I mean, you know, maybe a top ten. Maybe it's a top ten. Okay. Anybody up to that like one hundred and thirty to one range? What about some bombs? I'll give you one I like to actually okay. win. I'm I'm betting Patrick Reed for sure. Patrick Reed uh, is. I on, have him written down too. I have him. I mean, very good U.S. Open record. I talked about him leading up to the PGA that nobody nobody even knew or remembered that Patrick Reed finished fourth at Augusta, and then he followed it up with an 18th at the PGA. Um, you know, Reed is Reed is playing extremely well this year. He's playing well on Live. He's got a couple of top four finishes at Live. He's got some a couple of the top 15 finishes. Like he's doing just fine. And on a firm and fast golf course where you don't have to hit it a mile, I love Patrick Reed. Short game creativity. This is a very quirky course. Like there's some there's some similarities to Augusta in it with some of the slopes and some of the shots you have to hit and some of the shaping you have to do and some of the creativity and how you attack some of these holes is similar to Augusta. And I mean, say what you want. I think Reed is a creative guy on, on the golf course. So I think Patrick Reed at 80 to one is an auto bet. Okay. I'm tempted by two names that probably are, I mean, they're long shots, Pat. They're both 120 to one. Um, neither one of them very likely to win a major ever, but could sniff it in these really firm. Like, let's say, let's say the U.S. Open actually ends this U.S. Open, unlike a lot of U.S. Opens, does actually end up being one that is peppered at the top of the leaderboard with a bunch of short knocking, accuracy, precision type players. Right? Let's say it's mm-hmm. not just littered with bombers. Russell Henley and Denny McCarthy. God, you cannot be serious. Yeah. That's who I have right here. Henley yeah. and Denny McCarthy. I mean, I, I could... <sighs> Denny, by the way, I said this earlier. I wasn't going to go with the narrative of playing in the Walker Cup here. Denny played in the Walker Cup here. Mm-hmm. So he, did, he does have experience on this course. I mean, not many guys in this field are going to hit more fairways than those two. I'm, no. pre- I'm, I'm pretty sure if I'm looking at that right. Uh, let's see, Henley. Yeah, I mean, both of them are, well, Henley's third in fairways gained over the last 50. McCarthy's 18th in fairways gained over the last 50. McCarthy's number one in putting, obviously. Uh, Henley can't putt at all, but um, both really good short game. Both avoid bogeys. Both playing well. Um, iron play sharp with both of them. I, I just, if that's how it ends up going, I could see those guys at least. I mean, Henley was in the hunt at the Masters. I mean, he, he faded. He did. He did what we thought he was going to do. He kind of yeah. faded on. Was it Sunday? Um, maybe it was Saturday, but I think it was Sunday. wasn't he in, Wasn't he kind of in the conversation on Sunday? He was. He finished fourth, but he was up there. So I mean, I, I don't. Well, and he's always just kind of felt like a a good just U.S. Open player, even as an amateur when he came in and several years ago and played well which I he's mean, got he, decent finishes the last few years at u.s opens but no top yeah. 10s he's got a t13 in 2021 um you know probably not winning but you know probably better if you can get an each way bet you know if you're in a country that lets you do that you can do that or 
maybe a top 10. I could totally see that for both of them. But I do, I do think if I'm going to have some bombs on the card, those are a couple names I got my eye on. Or yeah. if we start to hear later in the week, you know, if signs are starting to point to, hey, you, you can't really overpower LACC. You're going to have to kind of dink and dunk your way around. And length is always an advantage, of course. But if it's not that much, if it's mitigated somehow, I could see those two being, being interesting. Yeah, well, I don't have to go too far beyond that because those were two that I had written down. I do think Wyndham Clark is interesting at eight, 80 to 1. Um, yeah, I know he's been the hot name this year, and, and a lot of people got burned by him at the, um, I guess it was at the PGA Championship, and he ends up missing the cup. And then he comes back last week or two weeks ago at the Memorial, finishes T12. You had that win at the Wales Fargo. I think Wyndham Clark is um, definitely in play here. And he's not like the most accurate off the tee, but as we mentioned, you don't necessarily have to be here. So. Um, I think Wyndham is back in play at 80 to 1. The last one I have is Harris English at 160 um, on FanDuel. He's, you know, we've, we've seen him play well, kind of buck his head here lately, um, showing up with the Irons again. Uh, API, he was runner up, third at Wells Fargo, did, did pretty good at Colonial, finished 12th. He, he was in one of the last groups on Sunday, and I think he had a horrible Sunday, including a ruling issue. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got a third and a fourth in the U.S. Open in 2021 and 2020. I, I think English, you know, he's not going to overpower a course whatsoever, but he's going to hit a lot of fairways. And if the irons stay dialed, he's got a really good short game. He's kind of a level mentality, right? Um, going to be comfy that there's no POA over here, right? He's one of these Bermuda bent grass southern boys that doesn't want to see any POA. And so there is no POA. At LACC, which is a may, may be a uh, a spoiler if you've not, if you've not watched the course breakdown, but there's no Poa here. It's fantastic. So I think English. I mean, just 161 feels like a big number on a guy who I actually do believe if we're if he were in contention late, could close the door on a on a on a couple big names late on Sunday. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, one more if we're going with a real bomb. Okay. Do we do we not look at Justin Suh? At 200, I think he's 280 to one on FanDuel. Um, we've seen him, you know, we've seen him show his face a little bit in the last few golf tournaments. Yeah. Um, you know, he's also, I believe, 14 to one was what I saw him at at a top 10. It's a little bit of, of a bomb top 10. Justin Suff, where if we're thinking about a bomb, he, you know, he's playing as good as any of them. 280 to one. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, didn't I, he play in California too? Uh, I think so. I, I would do him. I think the the best I would do for him would be a top twenty for me. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get our let's get one last category in. We've talked about a couple of these guys, and then we'll go to we'll go to our top twenty six pack and button it up. Last category: best villain. Pat, somebody hated. Okay. Bryson, we've talked about, but you got to pick one. P. Reed, talked about. Billy Horschel is not really a, a well liked guy. Sergio qualified, what is like 24th or 26th consecutive U.S. Open. Mm. And I throw Patrick Rogers in there because I hate it. I like how you threw Patrick Rogers. I hate it. Yeah, I throw Patrick Rogers in there. Sneaky one in here. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I did. I did it. I'm not going to lie. I did it. So if you had to pick one, 
I actually think my favorite value, my favorite bet out of this group, favorite value out of this group is Reed. And shout out to our boy uh, Copley in the chat says Reed is 100 to 1 on points bet right now. Definitely love that. I mean, it's yeah, close between agree. him and Bryson. I like the Bryson play too. We talked about it, but the double the odds for Reed. I like that. I like that a lot. I agree with Patrick Reed as best villain. He was he was my choice. I will say. I mean, liked him at eighty to one. I'll take a hundred to one for sure. Yeah. I will say. I, I also included a a uh, honorable mention to Patrick Rogers. So two Patricks here, doubling up on the on hating Patricks. Mm, thank you p Raj. yeah you're welcome um <laughs> appreciate that p Raj, sneaky sneaky like solid u.s open record and, and we've we've obviously seen him play okay here lately but i i think p Raj at plus money for a top 40 is interesting top 40 he's plus 130 on DraftKings. maybe when fanduel drops their top 40s you get a little bit better number normally fanduel ha- will have a better number on those but I mean, he's got his last two U.S. Opens were both 31st place finishes. He finished 41st in 2018 and 46th uh, in 2016. Had a 29th place finish at this year's PGA. You know, he's he's had a couple good finishes this year. You know, in 2023, he went 14th at the Waste Management. That's an elevated event. Fifth at Valero. 19th at the RBC Heritage. That's an elevated event. So uh, 30th at Jack's Place at Memorial. That's an elevated event. Like when he's on, he can do some damage. We've, we've heard about him that he's too conservative at times, that that's kind of what's held him back, which is a great thing to have at a U.S. Open when it's difficult. So uh, sneaky top 40 plus money, P. Raj. Hate the guy, but I think it's a good bet. Well, you know, DB, in the theme that we're going with tonight, which is the cinema, mm. you know, the, you know, the, the motion pictures, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about a spoiler, you know, spoiler alert. You don't want to tell people what's going to happen. I got a little spoiler alert. My top 20 bomb is Patrick Rogers at plus 450. All right. So I'm going to go ahead. I mean, that's the spoiler alert. We don't, you know, we were going to get into that next, but since you're talking about him, I'm going to go ahead and say that is, he was the one I wrote down as my top 20 bomb. So. Let's get into it. The great segue and the spoiler alert. Top 26 pack, two locks, one bomb apiece. The bombs have to be over four to one. You gave Patrick Rogers. Um, all right, well, I'll give, uh, maybe I'll start out with my bomb. How about that? Okay. I, I've, <laughs> I can't ignore, I, I wrote down a lot of names here to consider, and there's a couple of Euro guys I, I thought about rolling with here, but it is going to be very hard to ignore a six to one. And he may not stay there, but a six to one Eric Cole. Yeah. Coming off of, you know, like you said, his T six finish at uh at the Canadian Open, T twenty four at Memorial elevated event, T fifteen at the PGA, um, you know, fifth in Mexico, whatever, twenty seventh at the players, runner almost won the Honda. Like Eric Cole's turned a corner. I just think this guy is is just solid, and he's playing lights out right now. Now he's played a lot of golf. This will be like his liter- It's like his fifteenth week in a row playing golf, which concerns me. But it's a major. Everybody's going to get up for a major, even Eric Cole, six to one. I'll go Eric Cole as a top top twenty. What about your two locks? Two bet- locks, DB. Um, yeah. I think we're going to have. I mean, if, if it's just going to keep with the theme all night, we're probably going to have some agreement yeah. here. But 
I'll go with Max Homa as my first one at plus 125. What? what? Top 20 lock, baby. I love Max Homa. That, that came out of nowhere. We have not talked, we've not said hardly anything about Max Homa. He has a, he has a wretched major championship record. I, I cannot care. believe. I, it, does, he, does he even have a top 20? He has one top 20 in a major in his career. I don't care. I think this is one he has had circled for a while. Wow. Top 20 maximum. I think people are going too nuts over the outrights. You bet them outright like a month and a half ago, two months ago. Yeah, yeah. So I think people are, go, are too much into home on the outrights, but I don't mind going with them for the top 20 at plus 125. Dang. The a lock, one, though? A lock? Absolutely. The other one, Terrell Hatton at plus 140. Terrell Hatton plus 140. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I thought we were going to have. You're trying to disagree. No. You're trying to disagree. No, I thought we were going to have total agreement here. And, and as a lock, like a lock, lock. Well, I mean, how many of the, do these hit? Are they, are they locking every week? I don't know. No, no they're not. <laughs> they're not. I had Fleetwood last week, though. It was a lock. All right, so you went Hatton, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, geez. Uh, okay, I'm going Decky, plus 140. And um, I'm going Tommy. I mean, you got to bring it here. I'm going, you- I'm going Tommy at plus 170. I mean, if I want, if you want locks, I mean, that's, if I'm going to bet them outright, if I like them for an outright, like, see, that's what I don't understand. Like, if, if you like them. You as like a, Max Homa for an outright. You bet him two months ago for an outright I, at this thing. I know, but that was two months ago when he was playing better. I don't know. He's not playing bad. He just, he just, he just seems like he's kind of like flattened a little bit. I, I don't know. I feel like we're getting flat Max a touch. I mean, I know it's L.A. <laughs> I, I know he'll get up for it because it's L.A. and, you know, hometown deal. That I get it. The thing for me is like I I don't want to bet him outright, but I don't mind him as a top twenty. I think this is definitely a golf course that he can play well on. We saw him play well. He course well course record course record holder here. Twenty thirteen pack pack ten championship. Sixty freaking one. Sixty one. Is that any good? I mean, I get it. I I just a lock though. A lock top 20, not a lock winner. I know, I know. Not a lock top 10, a lock top 20. All right, good show, good times. That was fun. Don't forget to check out uh, our friends at SoBet, our friends at Leaderboard. Drop in the YouTube comment your vote for the best short film and also put it in your Apple review. Review the podcast, five stars, write something nice, leave your Twitter handle or email, and we're going to give 200 bucks cash to somebody that does that. Best short film category, Scotty, Rom, Brooks, Rory, Cantlay, Hovland, and Xander. Who you betting? Put it in the comments. If you're watching live, you have to drop the comment in after the live show. Check out the DFS live show. That's going down. We're going to have some different movie categories at the DFS show. Um, we're also going to hit up the comment section. We're bringing back the comment, the comment section uh, segment for the DFS show. We're going to have some fun with some more comments. So Nice. That's coming up on the DFS show Monday. And uh, yeah, email, subscribe to the emails, link in the description below. All that stuff's free. Get in the nut hut. Our boy Joe Idoni, our boy Marcus, Pat is obviously killing it. Everybody's killing it but me. So I don't know. It's your time, baby. I don't know. Just, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's your time. I'm I'm feeling it this week. Okay. Well, it's not it's not a good week for me to bounce back, considering I have to you know the cards twenty five to one or longer. So it's not a good week. We may have to make adjustments to big balls betting card next year. It's just too. I, f- I feel like I'm playing a losing game. Is it going to be the medium balls? It could be like a bigger than average balls betting card. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Thanks for watching. Bend over your bookies. See you. Out.